Unless you are in the arena fighting a fight with me, you have no control over my opinion. This is the Unfulfilled Podcast. What is going on, Sean? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Tony? Good. We're going to jump right into the topic of leadership. Uh, Big topic. We'll have a little talk, a little discussion on it today. But I guess, let me ask you the first question. We've been talking a little bit about leadership kind of outside this, just in general in life and business. And almost every conversation we have, leadership comes up in one form or another. So I guess to kick off kind of the wheel turning are you born a leader or can you create one? Um, great question. I think that um, I think you can be born a leader. I think you can have natural characteristics and um, that kind of set a foundation for you as a leader. Like, you know, I don't I don't know, even just little things like and not that all leaders have to be enthusiastic or um, being able to communicate appropriately. But I think some people are born with those types of leadership skills more than others. I absolutely think it can be learned and developed if you uh, put your mind to it and and, and read and learn and and learn through trying to lead. Um, But then taking, you know, 70% of people we learn best, humans learn best by doing, you know, 20% we learn by by reading, right? Um, And so I think that 70% is extremely important to actually do. Um, But yeah, I think you're born born with natural capabilities and it's up to to you to enhance those. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree. I tend to, I actually, I don't really think, I don't know. I don't think I was necessarily born with the the given traits that would make leadership easy. So I guess I like to believe maybe I worked a little harder. Maybe I didn't work hard at all um, in developing those. So my mind immediately goes to uh, that preferred or like most common method is is developing that but absolutely you know I was just reading a book uh, called uh, Grit which is by Angela Duckworth and talking a lot about how genius or talent is overstated um, Hmm. and basically hard work work ethic or what she calls grit um, is completely understated right and that everyone thinks oh in order to be famous or really good at sports or, you know, in whatever field you're at, you know, most people are born with it. And that's just kind of the excuse we tell ourselves. But again, that's where I think it kind of goes hand in hand with, again, that that talent genius. She says that people are born with it, just like I believe people are born with, you know, leadership qualities. And I, I think it's all of what, what you do with it. Well, okay. So you you had said that you personally don't feel like you were born with those qualities. You feel like maybe you had to work at a little more. What are those qualities. So when you say that, when you're thinking about that and you're answering that question, what what is there's something specific that you felt like you had to work on in your leadership capabilities? Yeah. And that's, I kind of view my sense of leadership or what a lot of leadership is. It combines two main things in my mind right now, experience and communication. And so I guess, you know, combining those two, you can go one way or the other, right? You can be a a terrible leader or not a leader at all uh, if maybe you're taking that experience and you have the wrong perspective or or lens on it, um, and then you're then communicating that um, improperly or not at all. And so that's where I think, when I think of leadership today as in how I 
am trying to aspire to do it and lead other people. I think it might change over time, but right now it's really what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is really just understand people, understand what they are thinking, and trying to then bridge a gap of whatever I am thinking, whatever my experience is, as it, if it differs, really just getting down on the emotional level of communicating that and, and making it effective. And so to me, that's that's where leadership in, in what I'm doing now, you know, the last year, probably the next couple of years, is really connecting with people on a different level to help drive them to be leaders themselves. And so that's where, to me, I mean, I got to stay right now. It's really communication and experience. And I know, again, and obviously, you know, some people are natural born communicators. I don't believe I was. Um, mm -hmm. I don't believe I was a bad communicator. I just, again, you you learn really quick what to say, what not to say, but then to do something about it and have that self-awareness, I think, is under that communication layer. Uh, and then the experience, of course, I could only go and gain that. I didn't necessarily have that. So that's my my view on it right now, but that's where I'd be interested to hear maybe the qualities or traits you feel make up leadership. And again, maybe that provides me a little bit more perspective on maybe I maybe I was, maybe a lot of people are born with a lot of those traits that I'm not even accounting for in that leadership equation. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think our view on leadership develops over time as we encounter different types of leaders, right? I don't think there's any one uh, specific leadership style that um, I guess trumps all, you know, I think mm -hmm. people are going to lead in different ways. I think a quote that really resonates with me, and I feel like, you know, let me know what you think about when I say this, says, as a leader, you won't succeed a minute faster than your followers want you to. So as a leader, you won't succeed a minute faster than your followers want you to. What is that? Does that strike a chord with you? What, what do you think about when, when I say that? Yeah, and I think it provides the appropriate light on, I think leadership in the past sometimes has been synonymous with success or what I'll call like management. So if mm -hmm. you're top level management, if you're CEO, they were by default and wrongly by default attributed as, oh, you're a leader. And I think, again, that's a big movement in just a lot of writings and, and, and work that has been done about what makes people successful and then finding out that it's not just managing people, it's how they do it. And so that does, I think the concept of leading is completely selfless, right? You, mm -hmm. you lead to benefit and grow others and so if somebody is leading to push themselves to be more successful, I don't believe that's actually the act or the definition of the word. So I agree 100%. And if you're effectively leading your followers or the people that you're leading, they grow. And mm -hmm. if they don't, you're not actually leading because even if they're staying stagnant, right, even if they're kind of like treading water, they'll, you're still learning. You're still you know, working with them as an individual, I still kind of would call that as growing, right? What is the definition of growing? You know, obviously we can talk about that more, but I think that quote is exactly right because people might be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm leading and the company's not getting any bigger. Well, that's not the point of leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's separate. I, 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 it's funny you say that we hadn't talked about that, but that is 
so true about you know leadership or people put in leadership positions uh, i think historically or traditionally have been the folks with the most experience or the people that have been there the longest or you know through a promotion or maybe they're the biggest producer um, but not necessarily the best leader and and maybe that's a societal thing you know i don't know if leadership and the topic itself has kind of stemmed up and been a, been a, a, a topic that people talk about more often. Um, we, we, I find, I feel like we see it all the time, anywhere you go um, in the circles, I think that we run in, but um, gosh, you, you make such a good point and echo things I've been hearing and thinking about, which is, it's just not about status. It's about your true leadership skills and, and building a level of trust with people. So they actually do want to follow you because they believe in what, what you mean as a person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, when I sit with anyone, cause you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a shift to become a leader. And I, I feel I have very beneficial or positive qualities already that allow me to, I guess, quote unquote, be a good leader um, to individuals. Mm -hmm. But I always downplay that too, right? I'm because to be honest, I don't know. I don't I don't know where I'm on the scale of leadership, if I'm at a one out of ten or if I'm at an eight out of ten, but I always believe I'm probably at like a three, right? And and that just helps to push me to again try to connect with people, try to better understand them. Um, because I think you know, when when we'll sit down and we'll bring people in um to, to interview, the first thing I tell them is I am not like we are we do not have a management layer, right? And mm -hmm. I say you know, we, we aim to lead. So we're not going to manage you. We're going to lead you. And now I just lay it out there. I say, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily doesn't have its pitfalls because if somebody's not being managed, sometimes people need to be managed because that provides direction structure as a leader. It's a little bit more abstract of, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to help support you and grow you as a person and in your career with advice and you know, help along the way, but I'm not necessarily giving you that structure. So that's, again, mm -hmm. you try to blend of, I say, don't confuse management and leadership and don't think just because we provide leadership, that is potentially all you need. You might need an equation or, or kind of a combination of them both. Yeah, absolutely. For, for a business to effectively run, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you reflect and you try to think, well, what, what characteristics make the best leaders or what have you know the best leaders exuded um and i think you hit on communication i think i think i've heard this too and I, I, this has resonated with me it some somewhat goes along the lines of um you know you won't succeed a minute faster than your followers want you to um how about the definition of leadership something to the tune of a, a, a great leader help not only helps others but then a great leader helps others help others mm. Right. So so to your to your theme of uh, we want to help you grow, you know, what what hit me there is, is saying, well, I want to I want to help you grow. But then if if I'm doing my job as a leader, I'm developing you to become a leader as well to help others grow. Yeah. And no, that ripple and I, effect. I, I agree. And that's, you know, and I, I think it goes down into the difference between not a leader or a good leader and a great leader, I guess not a leader and a leader, in my opinion, it's, it's listening and then knowing what to do with the information that I feel a lot of people that aren't leaders, they think their way is the right way. And there's a, again, there's another kind of 
just short snippet quote, uh, I believe it's from Ray Dalio, maybe somebody else, but it says strong opinions weakly held, right? And so that's one of the things of when you when you picture that leader, that, oh, that C-level executive, that person that runs the company, you mm -hmm. traditionally have pictured you going to them and them knowing everything or them, again, shutting down your ideas or saying that's not right. Oh, based on my experience, we need to do this, not this, you know, and then you kind of put your tail between your legs and go, oh, well, he knows because, again, like you said, they have the most experience. Right. But For the title. But, right. And that's where I think leadership is the antithesis of that. Leadership is shutting up standing there and listening to everyone else. Now, again, you've got to manage your time effectively, but it's listening and then based on that information, either empowering or enacting or critiquing to help that person understand more of what they believe and why. And that's what I believe leadership is. You just took a word I was literally about to bring up, which is empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, how powerful that is um, as a leader to, to listen and then to, to look someone in the eyes and say, you know what, I trust you or I believe in you. Why don't you try that? Or why don't you, why don't you consider doing that and empowering someone? Therefore they can grow, they can learn and become a better person and leader themselves, uh, to grow and develop. And so, uh, would you, you know, do you have any comments on the ability to empower others, uh, and letting them, essentially run with their ideas and giving some guidance. I feel like that's a great characteristic of a leader. Yeah. I So one, I do not believe you can make, force anyone to be empowered. I do not believe no matter what you say, an individual is running their own race. And while a lot of people are maybe ready or kind of in the, the starting vicinity, I believe people do it on their own time. And I say that only because I've talked to a lot of individuals that it sometimes has taken them six years to maybe start to utilize some of the things I mentioned or other things they learn. And up until that point, they weren't on the path to, again, becoming a leader or even feeling empowered. And so I just, you know, I picture sitting in a meeting and you're giving somebody all the tools. Well, again, their mind is in a unique place. And so while you, you know, and so I believe you can't choose to empower someone. They have to choose to empower themselves. However, you can make it easier by being a leader and not a manager because you're going to throw opportunities out there that they can grab onto and then help to empower themselves. So it's the same thing of you know, you're you're in great shape. And again, I feel like I as an individual might have to work a little bit more at it. But you can talk to me all, you know, you can motivate you, you can you can quote unquote from your end give me the information to empower me to say, hey, Tony, this is what you got to do. Just, you know, this is how I do it. It's great. I, you know, these are all the benefits. But until I take that information and go into the gym every single day or, you know, however many days, I haven't empowered myself and you can't force mm -hmm. to empower me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree. An analogy that's been been thrown around the past couple of months in my little world is, is you can't uh, you can't push a rope. Right. Mm -hmm. So you throw the yep. rope out. Right. And if people want to grab on, then they can grab on, but you can't you can't push that person to do it, which aligns with what you were saying. I would say this then on that tune, is it not then a good characteristic? I mean, a, a great characteristic of a leader is obviously empowering and listening and things like that, but also strategic thinking and also putting the right people in the right place. And so to your point there, if someone if 
if you feel a person can't be empowered, it's other than to, to become empowered, right? Which I which I agree with that. Then it's also up to a great leader to make sure that that person is strategically in the right place, and or maybe that person's not in that position of you know uh, next level leadership or or, or or the ability to grow, putting the right people in the right place. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that's 100% right. And I think the reason a lot of times it doesn't happen is because the leaders themselves feel like they don't have enough time or it's not their responsibility. And not, again, you know, not all, right? Maybe they're not good leaders. Maybe they're just learning to be leaders, even leaders themselves, because you're really taking over the responsibility for somebody's well-being in life. You know, you're strategically thinking on their behalf. And sometimes that might be exhausting because, again, same thing of, you know, s small enough that the people in, in my life and my circle and stuff, I can really think about spend energy talking to other people, talking to myself and just thinking through, hey, you're not really performing that well in this position. Let's maybe we can create an, a, a different you know mix of what you're doing or you know really asking what do you want to do because i can just even though you're trying i can feel you don't want to be in this but again that takes a lot of energy and so you're exactly right of it's it's finding the people that most of the time leading in my opinion is is listening and then it's strategically thinking where they can be placed and again sometimes mm -hmm. you got to know when to cut the cord you got to know when the answer is sometimes all right this this is taking too much of my time, so I need to lead somebody else. They need to do it like themselves with the information they have, or maybe they're not the right fit for where we're at right now. Yeah, our, our, as a, as leaders, it's our jobs. It's our job to unleash someone's passion and unleash the things that they're passionate about, so they can be the best version of themselves, right? And if we aren't able to strategically think with, you know, if someone's best at this and most passionate about this by listening and asking the right questions, then I think, you know, as a leader, we're missing, we're missing the ball on that. Yeah. And I think there's tons of different kinds of leaders that I think right now, um, or styles, I should say, but right now I focus a lot on if somebody's not, I pair trying to lead with somebody's happiness, right? Because in the end, if they're not happy doing what they're doing or they can't get there, or they don't have the right perspective, that's what I view is more impactful to leadership. Because if I, if I quote unquote, lead them to be the top of their career and, you know, whatever, they're making this money or they have this position, I just know at the end of the day, they might turn around and be like, I actually don't like doing this. And then right. to, to me, I'm like, well, that's leading isn't just leading them to where they think they want to go. It's throwing tidbits in along the way to help challenge and help have conversations because I as a leader right with an open mind I learn more from other people because I've changed my mindset to say other people are smarter in lots of other ways that I can ever be so I'm very open to hearing them right and so that's why I think to me just the the thought of listening and leadership you can't have leadership without listening and that's that's how I really start I guess every conversation is I try to just say, hey, Tony, don't say anything. Don't butt in with your thoughts. Let's hear what, what they have to say, because they might say something that rather than me directing the conversation takes it in a whole new direction. Yeah, when I think about that, I, I agree. I think sitting there and listening is key. And I think so I'm just going back to that. Are you born with it or is this a skill you can develop? Well, I think listening 100 percent, you, you sit there and you like you just said, consciously think about it 
tell yourself, don't say anything, keep listening, right? I think a different taking that a different layer is do you actually mean it? Right. Mm. And not say you, but you can sit there and say, listen, listen, and you're doing it strategically, but do you actually care? about yeah. what that person is saying are you actually showing empathy are you are you genuinely interested in what that person is saying i think that extra layer um i think is a key difference to you know the style of leadership and and, and truly the success of a leader because you can fake that you can act like you're listening but not digest anything not really actually hear the person and yeah. just feel good because you're listening but if you actually care what they're saying and then and put it into play or or you know repeat to that person that you hear them i think that layer of genuine care empathy while listening is extremely important absolutely and that's and that's something over time i don't think i think it was always there with me but i think a lot of things in business more hardened my thought processes and so i didn't care as right. much about other people or listening like their actual emotions when i was in the business realm and that's I always call it like I've had enough early situations that jaded me, right? That just yeah. made me a certain way. And I, I think I've I've chiseled away and and actually become gone to the extreme opposite to a, a better, more empathetic standpoint of you're exactly right. It's you know, a simple thing when, you know, imagine it's obviously using Slack or something like that, and somebody mm-hmm. messages you and says, Can we chat? Have a minute? Mm-hmm. You know, my immediate mind, and for the longest time, I would sometimes, depending on the person, I would sometimes be like a uh, topic question mark, like just really brief back, or I'd be like, you know, what are you talking? Like, I'd somehow try to get more information out of them. And mm-hmm. you know, that's how I do it. And then it was kind of like a little bit awkward because they're like, oh, it's just, it's not something too serious or, oh, it's just something I've been thinking about. And it was, I'm still like, give me more information. And you're like, what is it? Yeah. yeah. And, and what I realized is now I respond with what I found out after years, I truly feel. I respond like this, you know, cause they might say, hey, can we chat for a minute? It's not urgent, but if you're in tomorrow mm-hmm. and I would go, okay, what am I really thinking? And what I'm thinking is what you're telling me, it's concerning me. It's, it's worrying, like I'm worried for you and it weighs on my mind. And so I tell them, hey, I want to make time immediately depending what this is, because if it's something just about a project or something like that, then again, it could wait. But immediately when you tell that to me, I start panicking, right? I start getting, okay, you know, are, are they not happy or are they, you know, did, did somebody do something that, you know, they, they didn't like and, and they've just been struggling with that. And so I say, you know, these words weigh on my mind. So if it's a Friday and we're going into the weekend and they're talking about Monday, I go, I'd rather just talk about it right now for even if we only have five minutes, because it's going to weigh on you. It's going to weigh on me. And you don't know that it's weighing on me, but I'm waking up Saturday, Sunday, randomly throughout the day, just thinking about what the heck are they going to talk about? And again, how, like, how can I help? And oh my gosh, it's just kind of, uh, my mind's obsessing over it. And so that's where it, I was just, I'm just brutally honest now because I say, you think this might not affect me, but this actually affects me a lot, probably more than you, because you've been living Mm -hmm. with it for maybe a month or two months or whatever it is. And now you, you came to say it, which 
I want to let this weight off both of our shoulders. Uh huh. You're you're you are the owner. You are the leader. You have extreme ownership to everything that's happening. And even if it's a small little thing of the unknown, I I I know personally I do the same thing, which is let's just clear the path. Let's get let's be transparent. Let's understand what's going on because to your point. I mean, I'm sure you have, Tony. I mean, I'll wake up, they'll be brushing my teeth thinking about those types of things with the yeah. unknown out there. And it's the worst because 99% of the time, they're uh, a non-conflict, they're they're not a big issue, but because we take ownership as leaders, uh, you know, it's on our mind all the time. Yeah. Give me, give me a thought, give me a, a couple minutes, a, a closing maybe, perspective on leadership or what's still on your mind after we're kind of talking through this? No, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think hearing your perspective on leadership, uh, I think we align very much. So I think listening, you've hit on that, you've hit that home very hard here and, and being a listener. And I think that's absolutely key is, is being able to listen, strategically listen, and then put people in the right positions or empower people the right ways in order to get things done. I think at the end of the day, people really need to understand why you're leading, why you're passionate about whatever project or the company or vision that you have. And I think the moment that people uh, realize your why and, and why it's important to you, then, then you know, they're that much closer to following you. And I know we've both, you know, we've both read Start With Why. And along those lines, I'm a big fan of that. When people understand why you actually care, then they're more aligned to actually follow you. So I think using those skills that you mentioned are extremely important. And um, it's neat to hear that our mindsets do align. We haven't talked about this subject at all. And I've heard a lot of similar themes uh, we've uh, woven through what we've talked about. So I think that's... Uh, that's pretty nice to see. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I think of it in the perspective of the only thing you can lead is people. And I mean, you, you can't lead robots yet or machines or, you know, inanimate objects. That's again, you can manage them, you can organize them, you can structure them. And if, if, if you look at it at a 10,000 foot view, the most volatile and least understood of anything is human interaction. It's it's relationships, right? Going through you know ebbs and flows, and some people love each other forever, or some people don't, but they work at it really hard. Some again, I mean, there's millions of variations, and I think it's always remembering we have not even come close to mastering the art of human interaction and knowing how that works. And so, mm -hmm. leadership is not a science. Right there, there's guidelines, there's bumpers, but the end goal, the end stop is leadership is managing people and it's inexact. It's an art. You know, there's some science that you can put into it in, in again, knowing how to maybe draw those lines of where you can direct someone. But it's exactly right that it's individually tailored to each person. And I think the biggest thing that comes in people not leading or not leading well is because they feel they don't have enough time or don't want to expend energy because it's selfless time, right? Being mm -hmm. being a, a, a true leader in a room requires you to put all your guards down, be completely vulnerable and just listen because you don't know that person like they know themselves. I mean, maybe sometimes, I guess that could be debated, but mm -hmm. the goal in leadership is to better that person 
and nothing else. And that might right. mean them not staying in their current position. If it's, if it's a job or it's a career, that might be, hey, man, for months, all I'm hearing is you should go do this because you're going to become a better person for it. I love it. The selfless act, putting others before you and not having a secondary agenda behind why you're leading. I think uh, I think that would resonate well with the people that are trying to follow you. Any final final thoughts or comments? No, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for jamming with me on this subject. It's always a pleasure. And um, um, yeah, again, I think just just we, we have a very similar mindset on leadership and that was just uh, neat to hear. All right. Well, let's go out into the world and lead. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you.